Hey, uh, it's Nirvana, and this is Contemplations in Nirvana. So, you know, like, I've been kind of... So I do this thing where I rehearse interviews, or I rehearse the things that I would like to make public about my perspective. I talk to myself in intensive detail, um, quite in-depth and intellectually, correcting myself as I go, expanding on the things that I mean, um, separating um, things that are synonymous and, uh, and things that are antonyms, because I don't know how to say antonyms. <laughs> I just dodged that. <laughs> oh, God. I hope, I hope y'all didn't hear that. But anyway, um... So, you know, I'm mid edit, I'm mid mixing, mixing my song. And then I just thought about expressing at my next coming show. I was thinking about the format of my show and how interactive I want it to be. I don't want it to be just music. I want it to be music slash podcast vibe slash home home in the sense that the space provides a safety right not home as in the place you will but 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 essentially one would associate idealistically home to a place of safety and solitude so yeah just reflecting on some of the things that I wanted to talk about and um then in my thinking, I started thinking about how I come across, um, and and not just not just you know not just the superfluous. Oh, I want people to you know, but that too. But you know, it's de- but not that you know. I was thinking more in terms of are people like are the things that I'm saying getting across to people because. I was hanging out with one of my friends um, a couple days ago. And, you know, her and I were getting some food and we're opening up to each other. And I'm quite like, I'm quite unbinded with um, my perspectives and certain things I want to share. I may be extremely timely, but, you know, I don't. I mean, I almost want to say there's no secret with me. I'm just, there's no secret. It's just I have extreme tact. And although sometimes it may come across as though I don't, I say things, I say things because it's necessary and also because... So I say certain I say things because it's necessary full stop. I also say things because it's necessary for me to understand you through your response. So I'm contemplating and just doing a little bit of introspection on whether I described well enough um well enough for her to I guess be empathetic in the sense that 
she could resonate with me at a level, if that makes sense, about my experiences with romance. I don't even want to use that word. No. My experiences in regards to um, connections that have been greatly inspiring in terms of sexual energy but also intellectual energy and heart space energy right and um and you know I told her that for me I told her a couple things I told I told her a couple a couple of things that um you know I'll tell you uh I'll tell you later so I, t- I said to her sis yeah tantric tantric sex is the standard for me and you know tantric sex it's very easy because we've objectified sex the word like we've objectified it we've put it into a box it's only associated with porn if i say sex 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 a couple times you know it's like socially when when we see the word sex um some of the most immediate associations have got to do with this very I need to whip out my dictionary because of the word that I'm about to use. Gay and finapilla, I have to. The word is. <laughs> I can't find the word. Damn. Does it exist? uh-huh i'm so sorry okay sorry this is weird and i'm not you know i'm not filming these so you can't you know anyway so um you know we immediately associated with porn and the porn world is extremely in my in my quite valid opinion violent in many ways right um not to say it's only violent but in the times that we live, the extremities are they like we're we're living in quite extreme extremes socially, right? So so you know when I say tantric sex, there is I guess a bar like you can see a bar that's way up there and the meaning of tantric sex gets lost so sometimes i don't want to say tantric sex i want to say um tantra expressed sexually because and i think i could have said that and the tone and you know the meaning of my experience with that man at that time 
would have I guess I guess I would have honored what I was trying to express to her rather than just saying tantric sex right um tantra expressed through intercourse tantra expressed through the union of I and this person like I could have put it so many so anyway since I'm prepping for this interview and the format of my show one night in nirvana on the 8th of june um i was really thinking about that and one of the things so i'm gonna basically say what i was saying in my prep interview a lot of you know I'm going to move away from political terms just for a little bit. So I'm going to stray away from, I'm going to try my best to stray away from um, using the words like patriarchy, misogyny, misandry, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to do my best to stay away because in essence, when I say systems, um, I'm referring to the way in which we live, right? Like really trying to depoliticize basic uh interaction the th- the things that we're fighting you know are the th- or at least the things that we're trying to transform or transmute into the latter or what we perceive to be the polar opposite right so um excuse me, fundamentally systems are, in the, in this context, the way, the manner in which things are done, the manner in which things interact with each other, um, we are systemic because we are parts of a whole, right? And these parts, these parts of the whole are connecting to each other, da-da-da-da-da. So, now, when I, you know, when I say Tantra, the Tantra way of interacting with someone sexually has become the standard for me. I I know that, you know, if I'm having a conversation with someone and it's quick, quick, and we don't really have enough capacity or perceived time to absorb each other and truly understand, like, if the environment doesn't enable, I'll say some, I'll say it in the tone of, like, tantric sex, right? And I know it's going to come across a type of way. So... You know, I mean, the experience that I had, this interaction that I had um, with this other being and the foundation of it being Tantra was uh, so beautiful to me. And I realized through that and through contemplation and going into more depth in the research of Tantra and its practices, um, 
I realized how much vulnerability is required for power. And I note that I did not say pleasure. Power is what I, what I said. There's a reason for that. And power not in the societal sense. But power like kundalini, right? Power like kundalini. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> um, the other interactions I've had, uh, in particular with men, right? Um, the other interactions I've had, I realized the, the contrast was that, you know, with Tantra, we stepped into a space of complete vulnerability. And vulnerability is not synonymous to harm. Let me say that, right? Just because one is... Or rather, let me say war. Like, just because... I mean, yeah, I mean, the dictionary says vulnerability is the quality or state of being exposed to the to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. But, you know, um, being susceptible to physical or emotional harm... Um, vulnerability is something that is and so being vulnerable um when we're referring to so i'm i'm looking at all these definitions of a person in so this is the definition when referring to a person um in need of special care support or protection because of age disability or <laughs> risk of abuse or neglect <clears throat> and every human i guess has that I mean everything has the risk of being abused right if you can be put to use you could be and not to say that now abuse is synonymous to being but in many aspects one could say well it kind of is but what I'm trying to say is you know, when a system, when the way we live is operated by a particular group alone, and and this group are allowed A, B, and C perks, you know, they can do whatever, they can punch somebody and get the leeway, and all they'll get is no, you know, don't do that. And they continue to, you know, like, do you get what I mean? Like, if the systems run or uh, being allowed to be run, run by a particular group of people, and things can get tyrannous, you know. Um, own, you know, there's, there is, you know, such a deep violence in imbalance right 
and also such a deep violence, self-inflicted violence in receiving or partaking in the privileges in which are given and um, I, I wanted to say not earned but given but I want to c- contemplate on the not earned part but like you know one so okay now I'm gonna go politi- I'm gonna politicize this for a bit just to get my point across across as quickly as possible when you know patriarchy does not only disadvantage those of us who are not men but patriarchy is like the poison that gives you a high you know there are far too many attachments that make make the um <clears throat> what's the word uh, is equilibrium i want to yeah yeah that make the equilibrium extremely imbalanced and that extreme imbalance is like the pendulum swinging between heaven and hell right um and then it being in all the way in hell and then all the way in heaven you know addiction if if you've ever like met someone who i would like to refer to as a um typical archetype of what an what we associate with being an addict you you hear that they're always chasing the first high right it's high and hell waters it's like the experience is extreme the pain is extreme the um physical disintegration the eroding the all of it is extreme but the high is so extreme like it's so do you get what i mean so so god bless and light and love to those people who may be going through that f- sort of psychological and physical abuse due to substance and that because of trauma or, you know blessings and love and healing to them um so you know patriarchy is kind of that drug and that drug disables men in manners in which they are not men let me rather say men who quite wholly and holistically take that privilege and wear it 
every day without fail, without question, with pride, without interrogation. Like, men who subscribe to the privilege given. Yeah. And, you know, are quite comfortable with that level of power because it's like, it's a drug, so you're deluded. So you're going to keep going back to it. Hey, it doesn't matter if I feel like crying and I don't want to cry and now I have this bodily disease or I'm losing an extreme amount of weight or I'm gaining an extreme amount. It doesn't matter that, you know, I go have four beers every day at four o'clock. It's like, I can afford that shit. That's what matters. I got the money for it. Yo, like, do you understand that this drug, patriot, it's like, it's like a drug, like a really bad drug, like a drug. So now one of the things that it disables men from even being willing to accept that there is this predicament is that good, powerful sex requires such I want to say it's it's delicate because it's vulnerability. It requires a vulnerability much like the creation, the whole process of the creation and birthing of a child into this life. Remove everything that we've, that's man, like remove hospital, remove everything remove technology remove it and then think about you know you you need to be at adam and eve level before they ate the apple that's what i'm saying right so there's a specific god space and i actually i really want to bring that into this particular talk right now the God space in which I'm talking about, and it's so desirous, right? It's so like desirous. You, the the most pleasurable in interaction sexually that I've had was non-desirous. Like how how. It seems like it's an oxymoron, but it's... I don't think it is. Um, You know... And the... You know... Our egos are quite ambitious and and they seduce us into quite ambitious actions or feeling or wanting things, you know... You would be surprised how much of our wanting takes us away from the things that we actually want, right? So 
the amount of times I've wanted a particular kind of person to treat me in a particular kind of way took away the feeling and the gratification I had assumed I would get upon um, quote-unquote proper treatment from that particular kind of person or the approval of that person but the wanting you know wanting can seriously take away from the things that are our birthright love abundance joy beauty health longevity resilience like 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 there's so many things that i'm just like yo yo <laughs> i wanted to use the word vulnerable but the dictionary's not working with me so but that's the word you get it you get what i mean let me see if there's another one and i think you know we've we've subscribed like we've made helplessness defenselessness powerlessness impotence weakness and and susceptibility um be subscribed to nakedness right the state of being naked when you have when you are without clothes when you are without covering or protection when you don't have the show um it's funny because the dictionary has never said exposed to beauty love and protection through being naked like here it says exposed to harm and protection yeah but also if you think critically you're also exposed to just because you're naked doesn't mean like i sleep in my bed naked if i want to i'm okay the next morning do you get what i mean i mean do you really get what i mean i'm trying to make a point um And, you know, patriarchy doesn't afford, especially, and I, and I've seen, and I've seen women subscribe to patriarchy in the sense of being the patriarch, right? So, actually, let me, let me say that, let me say that, and that, that's why earlier on I was like, you know, for men who choose to subscribe to or take on that privilege this that particular statement about what um disabilities occur and come with you know taking this privilege this drug this really bad drug that's really bad for you but the high is super high um but it's a mentality right it's a it's a particular kind of thinking that imbalances the equilibrium so toxic masculinity is not prescribed to men alone 
because everyone is binary and we're probably more than just dualistic beings. We're just using words and symbols to describe ourselves and compartmentalize ourselves. We're trying to intellectualize something that cannot be intellectualized. I was having a conversation with my friend Courtney and I'm getting to my point. Um I, I was having a conversation with Courtney about femininity and masculinity and in layman's terms what she was saying Courtney has this beautiful ability to make me understand and see that which cannot be described with words so in layman's terms what she was let me rather say what i understood from what she was saying and what she was trying to get across to me that but the th- she was only you know giving me the directions or the key to open the door on contemplation on femininity and masculinity and what that energy is outside of this dualistic thing that you know this compartmentalized dualistic um construct that we've created for these energies so or that energy so what she was saying is there is no masculine fem like versus feminine it's like it's like oh gosh i wish she was here to describe it to you but i get it and the imagery i see is just like you know you know those paintings that are just colors it's not a line but it's just colors coming into each other it's like paint it's like pouring pink paint into white paint and green paint is and then just creates a random color like those cappuccino shapes that's what i'm trying to say um <clears throat> Um <laughs> this is an interesting talk. So you know certain privileges blind us from certain things, right? The privilege of taking an escapist substance is that it numbs you from feeling a lot, right? Privileges aren't always positive, right? or what we t- call privileges aren't always positive. Um so with the the other beings I've interacted with sexually um sex was hard and it was thieving. And the reason I want to say it was thieving is because we were taking more away from ourselves and each other than what was supposed to because in those moments all it was was wanting it was desirous sex and desirous sex is toxic because as i stated before desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have or wishing for something to happen and you know 
if we're in a desirous state, especially in something as, you know, so the context is sex right now, we're never going to get what we want. So we end up taking things that are we end up settling for things within ourselves and each other that can at least fool us for the moment that we may just get what we want. And then when we finally hit a something and that would make it impossible for us to even continue, right? In other words some form I don't even believe those were climaxes but like when we hit some form of a climax um, or one party hits some form of a climax and then it's like oh okay cool he goes like well I achieved something and it's like what (laughs) what the fuck like what kind of society have we built anyway so you know one of my missions is to remove this whole thing about um performance in sex like this is not the freaking athletics like stop it like even the notion of rounds like we've gamified there we go we've gamified sex sex is not a sport right it's a form of creation and whatever you create from that you know you 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 can't imagine a mother and a father to be saying like imagine them competing to be a mother and a father it's like <laughs> how do how do we get to <laughs> this is just a painful competition and basically now all we're fighting are like we're just jabbing each other now it's just our ego is just being like fuck you like <laughs> it's so weird sports not a sex i mean sex is not a sport and it's not a competition. It's not a game. It's not a game. Which brings me to my point and the title of one of the songs I'm, I'm making right now that was in one of my live videos. Love is not a game. But love is. Full stop. And I'm not saying love is a game. I'm saying love, like, it's a new sentence, right? Blank space. I'm writing this down. Love is. Full stop. Right? Yeah. Contemplate on your own and see where you get to. Because love is. Isness is existence. Is validates 
is is existence. Love exists. Love exists not as a game. Love exists, right? So, patriarchy is a toxic game where you get points. It's a sport competing with, yo, like, yo, yo, like, patriarchy, just toxic, toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. I'm, I'm going according to these construct terms that we've created to at least to attempt to get to some form of an understanding. Um, and thank God for that. You know, those things, just toxicity really just... Um, and toxicity in the form of... You know, the packaging's nice. That's what I want to say. The packaging's nice. The the T's and C's at the back say you're going to be powerful. Oh, no, no, no. The, the, the commercial at the back, the infomercial at the back says, Oh, so much power, so much praise, so much. I don't give a fuck. You're that, you're that person. And then at the at the you know the fine print at the bottom the terms and conditions of use so blah 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 it says yeah well most of this shit's bullshit anyway and you shouldn't really believe anything that we're saying because we're lying to you and we just need you to subscribe to this thing because we need people to buy this product or this you know thing and um the side effects are that you may undergo some very painful relationships. Even the relationship with yourself may be extremely painful. And you may end up hating yourself. But, you know, buy our product. That's, that's why this is fine print. We don't really want you to know that this is a terrible idea. Um, it's actually better for you not to take this, this uh, privilege. It's way better for you not to subscribe to this privilege. It's probably better for you to just... You know, truly, 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 in the truest of senses, to mind. I don't want to say mind your own business because that that's got like a very um, negative, detached tone to it. Feel um, no dissociate. Ta- yeah, like detachment is a great thing, but you know, um, there's levels. So you know. Take this privilege. It'll make you powerful. But it's also kind of like steroids. It may just shrivel your... Yeah. (laughs) You may just... um... Uh, Yeah. And I'm I'm being extremely metaphorical. So, 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 so... I'm making this analogy to... Make you understand that patriarchy just doesn't allow men to be vulnerable if they subscribe to it. It's a it's so dangerous. Like if they subscribe to it or if they are subject to patri like you can be a victim of patriarchy as a man and that's exactly what I'm saying. 
whether you are perceived to be the superior or inferior in the situation, you're still victim to the construct. Hello? Hey. <sighs> Bismillah. Yeah. So, so, you know, inshallah, um, yeah, <laughs> I think, I think I've said what I needed to say, I've said a mouthful, I've gone way over what I was initially going to say in the interview because... I'm still prepping for the interview, <laughs> but also this is real stuff, um, and yeah, so in my conversation with my friend, now in my introspection and reflection of that interaction with my friend, speaking about an experience I had um, sexually with a man, that was tantric um the the experience was tantric you know i realized a lot and i realized that i don't think i fully got across the meaning of what i was saying when i said tantra tantric sex is the standard now and let me break it down further tantra tantra The way in which, so the standard I've chosen, right? For the way in which I wish to interact with myself and the world around me and those whom I choose to experience quite sacred, powerful, private moments with. intimate moments with where we are vulnerable right in one way shape or form the standard is safety emotional mental spiritual safety the standard is being able to see the person beyond their flesh in front of me and have that person see me beyond my flesh right saubona is i see you i see oh oh my god you know when someone sees you that is ah oh, the the moment when you both realize or when you're just in it and you realize that you see each other it's like damn beautiful thank you god inshallah thank you thank you thank you And then 
the standard is also non-desirous interaction non-transactional interaction I heard Amber Khan say you know I you know I'm I'm very well aware of the Virgo nature but when she said you know non-transaction when she in her actually go watch Amber Khan's manifestation video for all signs in Virgo season 2018 she said that Virgo is the virgin Virgo gives and that's it right it's non-transactional that's why you know like I've noticed with a lot of Virgos sex is very sacred like it's a it's a sacred thing like you don't just you don't just pop off you don't just you know insinuate that you want to it's like there is very well built and beautiful I don't want to say high walls but boundaries in place right and they're quite thick and it's it's a wonderful thing um it teaches one patience, it teaches one non-desire, it teaches one to calm down and to see that there's things far beyond instant gratification, far beyond instant gratification. So <clears throat> um, things that are more important to experience. So, you know, um, um, She said something along the lines of, Virgo is the virgin, right? The love, the attention, the healing that is provided is not non-transactional, right? Virgo is Mary, right? And as much as I'm speaking about sex, there is... There is, and I haven't quite pinpointed it, but there is that, you know, I don't, is it the purity attached? There's a God space that is uninterrupted, so pure and clear and clean. The pathway of commun communicating to, with to each other is just so, like, beautiful and meshed and got a lot to do with being vulnerable but not just being vulnerable naked not just physically being naked you don't you know you can experience tantra with all your clothes on like there's um <clears throat> excuse me you can even go for tantric massages it's just there's so much but um the the thing is like
loved ones, the thing is, you know, you know, when you're super close with someone, you get to a point where you you guys don't even have to speak anymore, right? It's, um, it's, um, telepathic communication that's it that's that's what's going on sometimes sometimes um it almost seems as though i would be transmuting information to someone else without saying anything and they're just reiterating it back to me and it's like oh that's exactly what i was thinking right how many times have we said that in an amazing interaction where it almost feels like there's a bubble around the people within that interaction. Like, almost like nothing can touch... Yeah, it's like nothing can touch you. Almost like the outside world doesn't exist or is just temporarily taking a break from interrupting you. So... Yeah. Sex needs to be telepathic right you need to be in tune at least the standard in which i've chosen to engage with someone sexually it's not you know it's not so much about performance but performance is a factor i almost want to say performance is a byproduct of cultivating all of these qualities right it's also yeah the quality of being non-desirous the detachment and the connection that is enabled through detachment right (sighs) through the removal the detachment from desire right the detachment of an outcome. But at the same time, there is a standard in which I'm to engage with someone on that level. And I feel like, and I would, I would, I would suggest that, you know, um, and there's lots of healing. Oh, dude, I, I could go, I could go on and on and on, but, um lots of healing in that process beaut like it's so healing it's so it's very powerful very powerful yeah okay i love you and um i hope this was I hope this was what you needed to hear. Alrighty. Bye-bye.